0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Uptime Community. We are glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is June 28th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah, our Lord and Savior, We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. Today, we welcome Dr. Dale M. Sides from Liberating Ministries for Christ International, or LMCI. Dr. Dale is an in-depth Bible teacher and an author with over 35 years of ministerial uh, experience. He holds a master's degree, a doctorate of theology and religious education from Andersonville Theological Seminary. He is also a member of the Founders Circle of the International Society of Deliverance Ministers. But first, of course, I would like to open up with our usual uptime panel, and uh, we do welcome back Brother Bob Hagen.
1: Good evening. Good great, evening to be, great to be here tonight. Great, great to have ex- you I'm again. I'm excited about having Dale on. here. It's
0: I'm sure fun. you are. This is a uh, longtime friend of yours.
1: Oh, I've known Dale for many years.
0: Yeah, oh, that's great, great. Um, and so, also, we bring back Brother Kevin Hookman.
1: I'm so glad Kevin's here. I, you know, it just would have thrown me completely off if he hadn't. Been.
2: You know, it's not surprising that you're <laughs> friends with somebody for a long, 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 long time. Uh, <laughs>
1: I love, I love you, brother. <laughs>
2: I really do. You set yourself up right off the bat here. So that's gonna, it's going to be an easy night for me, Greg. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yes,
0: you're welcome. Uh, and, of course, Brother Bob Barber. Yeah.
3: Yes, I'm here again. <clears throat> I'm <Wow>. excited again. <laughs> and and you're excited. So Good. You're excited about, about that.
1: You're and really all excited great. this time, all right? You're, you're always excited, Bob. <laughs> yeah, you, sometimes you're a little too excited, to be honest. That's fine. No, I want you excited tonight. You should be. This is going to be. Bob's
2: great. been Bob's been busy doing videos. If you guys checked out his last video, that thing I think Bob was marinating in your brain for months.
3: Hmm. Yes, it was. I was marinating my brain for. That's a great way of putting it. I started something like that uh, months ago. I think back in January, I started making something like that, and then it's like. No, no, no. I jumped the gun before. and no, I should way have done forth, that. So forth. now I had to wait. But now seeing what's happening right now and that we are at the end of the Shemitah cycle, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good time now to start tracking everything because it would be way too much to track. Can you imagine that chart from January yeah. to September? It would be so tiny with specs <laughs> all over it, you won't be able to read it. So I was like, no, let's let's wait. Until the summer of chaos begins. Well,
1: this will <laughs> be, be, yeah. 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 be real. Yeah. This will be real. Is the lighting okay, Greg? I mean, I did the best I could with it. Uh, you
0: guess. look great. You look great.
1: Yeah, well, thank uh, you. you know, yeah. pers- at least one person thinks <laughs> that.
0: <yeah>. Well, <laughs> but we're going to introduce uh, Dr. Dale on. Uh, first, of course, the verse of the, the day from BibleGateway.com. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but his long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We thank you, Father, for that. And um, being that this is a longtime friend of yours, uh, Brother Robert, uh, why don't you introduce your friend?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's my privilege to introduce uh, Dr. Dale Sides from uh, Liberating Ministries for Christ International out of uh, Bedford in the great state of Virginia, the old Old Dominion. And uh, I, gosh, I'm trying to remember the year that I first met Dale and Vicky, And that was a long, long time ago. And uh, I've known him for many years. And I've um, sat under his ministry teachings. Uh, he's, he's got a, a, a tremendous knowledge of God's Word. Uh, he's written many books. He's, very, he's a very humble man. Uh, he loves the Lord. Uh, with all his heart. I'm just uh, every time I think about him, I get, I get just <laughs> I start getting real choked up because he's he's he means a lot to me. He always has, and um, along with his wife Vicki, they're wonderful folks. And uh, I think it's going to be a terrific night for everybody. They'll you'll learn an awful lot about the Word of God tonight and uh, the heart of the man of God. So. With that, I'd like to invite Dale to come on here. Here you be. That'd be me. I was trying to figure out exactly what to say about you. I know know that you and I have known each other for probably, what, three or four years? (laughs) It's been more than 30, right? Well, I know I met
4: you and Brian was 15 years old. How old is he now? Forty-five.
1: No, he's forty-two. Forty-two. No. So
4: don't tell him I just made him three years older. He's too big. He'll whoop me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's quite. That's quite a. Quite a while ago, but thanks a lot for coming on tonight. It's a, yeah, thank you. It's a real, thank real, you, real blessing to have you because uh, it really is. Great. Well, I'm honored. Thrilled.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, Dale, you have something in common with, uh, brother Bob Barber here, um, specifically in the area of the Shemitah, uh, cycle. And, uh, you've been watching some of his videos. He's been watching some of your videos. Um, you know, let's, let's discuss that. We'll make that the primary topic of the evening, um, or morning, wherever you're watching. Of course, I
4: had, I wish I had his radio voice in common with him. God, dude. I just want to listen to you talk when you when you start talking on the radio. You
3: got a good voice. Oh, thank you, appreciate it. It's just a microphone. It's not me.
4: Yeah, <laughs> could you send me the kind of microphone you got there, bro?
3: <laughs> it's a snowball talked- condenser mic.
2: <laughs> I've talked to Bob Barber on the phone, and he sounds he sounds like a little girl. I mean, that that microphone is is amazing. I mean, it, yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> it does so many miraculous things.
1: <laughs>
2: he's like, hello. And I'm like, is this Bob Barber? He's like, yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Let me, let me say one quick thing about Bob Barber. I don't want to embarrass him, but, um, uh, he's a real warrior, Dale. Uh, he's, he's really been through the fire this last year, um, with COVID and there've been, uh, I mean, it was, it was really rough. And, uh, the adversary, I really believe was, was trying to take him out. And he just, all he did is he made him stronger and he made him tougher. And, um, yeah, I don't want to embarrass you, Bob, but
3: we love you, man. We're so thankful that you're, that you're doing great. Um, well, I greatly appreciate that. You know, let's face it, that, whatever happened, whatever they released, um, a couple, few years ago, um, if the doctors, for example, remember I told you guys about my father, my stepfather. He was sick. Well, he's been in and out of the hospital, and now he's back in there again. And all these complications from after dealing with COVID, okay? And now he has his clot in his heart now, and he didn't get the, he didn't, he didn't get the shot to the arm. I'm not going to say the word. But he's really fighting for his life now. So, if everybody, did, just keep him in your prayers now. But let me tell you something that's very unique about the Holy Spirit and that is everybody in my family he was at our he was at um my my mother's house and we went there and we all met up for my mother's birthday okay it was on June 21st and he was there and he was just looking very weathered you know this thing is really coming after him and you know what when i when my wife and i which i believe like we're the only ones there that were filled with the holy spirit <laughs> okay and i think he is and my mom is too And when I got there and I began talking with him, he actually got to his feet, but he didn't do it for anybody else and began communicating with us. He was just in tears, you know, being so thankful that we accepted him, that I would accept it. I accepted him, you know, my kids call him grandpa, even though he's my stepdad, because my real dad passed away back in 1992, but so thankful that... You know, that we accepted him as family. And it was just all that and so much more. But, and also everything about our Lord and Savior and all this stuff. You know, I'm the only one he talks to about that. And he was just in tears. And probably for the first time in my life, we hugged, okay? Wow. First time we hugged, all right? I've never hugged him in my life, okay? Hey, first Jay. time. And that was the Holy Spirit right there. Hmm. I totally felt it you know, and uh, just want to make note of that, you know, that virus, you know, and here's the point I want to make about that, that the doctors told him that these are all complications from COVID and the fact that that virus attacks and the doctor said that it attacks the weaknesses in your body. Now, ask, answer this question for me. When was the last time we dealt with a flu virus that attacks only the weaknesses in your body? Because all flus and stuff I've dealt with all throughout my life you know, you got sick in your stomach, you got a sore throat, you got all this stuff. And it was the same thing for everybody. But this thing came along and everybody had their own signature sickness. Mm. My wife had skin was on fire, had a fever. Me, I you know, vomiting all the time, diarrhea and all that stuff. You know, I had a balloon head, you know, couldn't sleep. My friend of mine, he got taken down hardcore. With it. You know, his symptoms were fever. Extremely tired, and he slept for eighteen hours a day. I couldn't sleep for even a day. Okay, so this thing was a complete bio weapon. Which, by the way, released in twenty twenty, and I think I talked about in that sh- in that video there, Dale. That um, we were talking about that that came in in twenty twenty, and like I said before, that was a launch, basically where Satan pulled the trigger. Where basically we can see that the seventh tribulation has a great possibility of starting this September, because if Satan would have known that the hand of restrainer was going to be removed 10 years from now, I don't think he would have pulled that trigger back in 2020. We would have seen this whole COVID thing take place in 2025 or 2028. You, you know, you guys know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, he pulled so- the trigger. All right. He, he, he had uh uptime uh, become boom born in may
4: 2020 (laughs) Uh, we are feel very very confident that the lord god's hand is firmly ensconced on the helm of our boat and that he will guide us through these things i was going to say tonight man don't tout me for anything that i know i mean i i was absolutely dead convinced that we were going to get out of here on on rosh Hashanah of 1999 i mean man i'm you know, I'm going, God, I know we're <laughs> out of here, man, because I've seen Hawkeye and Hail Bop, and, and I'm saying, you know, this is anyway. So my kids still remind me of that. So <laughs> of course. I try not to be too ironclad in, in my opinions. <laughs> yeah,
2: 23 years now onward, um, it's amazing. Like uh, we, we talked about this before, Dale, we were like, uh, you know, we we at the same at the same time we have the same the feelings like can't we, we we can't believe it's taken this long yet when you look at it you're like of course all these things had to happen you know so it's it's like every year it feels strange that we continue onward but we keep on seeing more things that are pointing to the the seven year tribulation and Daniel's 70th week i mean things line up more so every single year. Now, if we were all looking at it and things were falling apart and Israel all of a sudden were, you know, buddy, buddy with, uh, you know, Iran and, and, and Damascus was like, had no threat whatsoever on it. And we'd be like, hold on a second here. Things are going backwards. But every year we progress even just a little bit more into, into that transitionary period. (coughs) And, and, more of the the beginning of sorrows I mean the fact that famine the the word famine has been used so much this year and, and pointing to a near future famine mm-hmm. uh, okay. you we haven't heard of that I mean we heard you hear about famines in countries but like worldwide famine that's what that hasn't been talked about not in, in my lifetime and uh, so I mean the, the simple fact is that we're getting closer and closer every day.
0: We are. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I do want to get into this, but first, uh, Dr. Dale, usually when we have guests on, we just have them briefly explain, uh, how they came to the Lord. Would you, would you just, uh, let us know a little bit of how you came to the Lord, please?
4: Well, <clears throat> my mother, and my father could walk on water, and not get their socks wet. I mean, I, I was raised by great people. Um, I have often said, if I'm not a success, it won't be my mom and dad or my wife's fault. It'll be me, oh Lord. Um, I've been very blessed. Uh, I'm, and the, I think seventh or eighth generation of believers, and um, I was the first one actually that was ordained in my family. But church founders, and I had one. Well, my great grandfather was a. Traveling evangelist, go figure. And so, um, anyway, I came by the ministry pretty honestly. Uh, uh, it's, it's all through my family. But anyway, um, I was born and raised in eastern North Carolina, went to school at North Carolina State University. And uh, I had a very interesting experience while I was there, trust me to say, that I have a testimony. Uh, that I'm not a choir boy and I have walked through some interesting things in my life and um, and I'm thankful that I did and that I experienced the things that I, that I have. Uh, but anyway, it, it all prepared me for the ministry and the, the things that uh, I've learned. Um, I was indu- introduced to the uh, concept of biblical research by a ministry called The Way International. I thought they had some really great keys of biblical research and then uh, uh, of course there's other issues of ministry there that uh, didn't quite measure up to what I wanted or what I knew to be the standard that I liked and I don't have to criticize anybody I did learn uh, my love for a lot of my love for the Bible there but I was raised and born and raised in the Methodist church Uh, and they kicked me out once I got the gifts of the spirit and healed Uh, a woman that was the church secretary, and, uh, I mean, I'm just in college, right? I get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I go, you know, nuts. I'm kidding kidding you, but, hey, it's it's fun. It's power. It's what you always wanted. And uh, So the lady, this is a good story. This is right when Oral Roberts had entered back into the Methodist church and wanted to bring the baptism of the Holy Spirit back into the methodist and the denominations and um i um, came home from christmas what year it was 73 or i don't know but anyway i came home for christmas and mama said dale would you could, could you pray for dar she's got something wrong with her kid and she said you believe in the holy spirit and i said sure i believe in the holy spirit she goes well can we go over and pray for her? I said, no, you bring her over here. I'm not chasing sick people all around town. It's a funny story. And you know, my mom, my mom, looked at me and she said, you sure are arrogant little cuss. And I mean, I guess, guess that's just the way I was or am. But nonetheless, she brought her over there and I ministered to her, prayed for her. I didn't you know, see any clap of thunder. I just, all I knew was she was having kidney issues. So I commanded that she had two brand new kidneys. and so. Okay, well uh come to find out I you know several days, about a week goes by. I'm still at home over over um, Christmas break and she comes back from due. They only they only had dialysis on certain places in the state then. And she's hooping and hollering and yelling calling my mom. And come to find out that when she got there she they they she didn't need dialysis that both her kidneys were functioning perfectly, and what was such an amazing thing about it was she had had one taken out already, and she had the scar where they had said they had cut it out, but now she's got the X-ray of two brand new kidneys. So she made them. But if you ever wanted to get anybody saved, get this woman saved. She was the church mouth, not the church mouse. And she blew. She blew that miracle all over eastern north carolina it was a good thing it was a good thing and so i got sort of asked an excuse to leave and uh, but it was okay I, I i didn't mind that rough exit and the because i landed on my feet and just kept on moving but the the baptism of the holy spirit has been a big part of my life and um i've done a lot of overseas ministry work in india i have done a lot of deliverance ministry and i cast out a lot of demons there Really enjoyed it. I got a background in in outdoor recreation, so I've always sort of looked at it like hunting, demons, and fishing for men. So I've just had nothing but one big safari my entire ministry time. (laughs) So um, I really have been blessed to have a fantastic ministry. Uh, It's it's been molded around who God has called me to be. I haven't tried to shape the ministry in any way. I mean, I'm a warrior. I'm an apostle. I, I'm not not really extremely pastoral you know aside from if you're really close to me then i'll I'd love to kill for you you know how that goes but um, I did a lot of work uh, in the deliverance field for a number of years and then I guess about 10 12 years ago uh, I was fishing in the United States open for King mackerel off uh, Wilmington with my buddy Rick Stoker and I'm standing in the back of the boat letting down the uh, downrigger and uh, the Lord spoke to me from the other side of the boat and I had my back turned to him I thought I was going to turn around and see him but I didn't see him but I heard him because if you are going to fish you got to use good bait now mind you there's three other guys in the boat and They were not really locally around me, but I'm sure they heard that. And uh, I had, at least I had the wherewithal in enough sense to not wisecrack off at the king of kings and lord of lords. But I did say, and? And he said, I'm talking about fishing for men. I said, yes, sir. He said, you got to use good bait. You got to use different bait. And mind you, I'm just fishing, right? I mean, I hadn't prepared for this <laughs> spiritual experience. And so um, and when, you, and when, you're, when you fish, you want your bait, artificial bait, to look as much like the real stuff as possible, right? But then you want to give it just a little extra kick to make it look different enough to attract the fish once he thinks it's real. So it's just a matter of fishing is just very, very, it's a very deceptive game. I'm telling you, (laughs) but anyway, um, he said, I want you to go home and dust off your Starbucks and I want you to start teaching the gospel out of the heavens. And I want you to teach it to reach youth and show them the word of God from a different perspective. Well, that little did I know. I should have never told this to my wife. I got home. I told this to Vicki. She's my greatest fan. She immediately went out and bought me a computer program. I'm going, dude. You know, I, I didn't ask for this. I was just going to dust off my star books. I was going to read Bullinger, you know, and maybe some of Francis Rollston, whatever I could find. I had no idea that. So anyhow, she got me the computer program and I started playing with it. And the whole time and understand, I've, I have a background in biblical astronomy. I started reading E.W. Bollinger in 1972 and read him consistently his book for many years. And, uh, but I began to marry um, modern day astronomy with biblical astronomy and then mixed in with a bunch of Holy spirit stuff, juice and spiritual understanding from the Lord. And um, interesting, I named the ministry here, uh, Liberating Ministries for Christ International. Originally, our charter was the Believers Bible Camp. We operated that way for, oh gosh, I guess seven or eight years. And then we changed it to Liberating Ministries for Christ International because I knew that that's what God wanted me to do. And I knew that, and I I heard it. He said, You don't need to bring people here you need to go to them and um so that's what i did actually i made a very coy executive decision i don't want this to run too long but you know i decided i would rather travel and fill up other people's auditoriums than build one at home and have to fill it up myself with other people so (laughs) i wanted to teach more than i wanted to administrate so i decided i'd be a a uh, hired gun, have a gun will travel, and I would travel and shoot. And uh, but anyway, that's sort of my background. But when I got into Christological astronomy, I, I knew several people. But we, I say we, it was it was like the guy that helped Michelangelo paint the Sistine Chapel. He got through. He said he held the ladder and he said, "Look what we did," you know. But these guys that I work with are the real brains. But we had. You know, we have our own uh, computer program built, our astronomy program that NASA uses for consultation, for accuracy. We have an entire, have an entire branch of our ministry built to help people understand how to read the word of God in the heavens. Um, But it's really been breathed on by the Lord um, for it to progress as much as it has. And that's been my passion for the past 10 years or so um, and went back to Indy and taught it several times and I'm still passionate about it uh, so the aspect about the Shemitah is uh, I just uh, got introduced to it by by Joe Broder that works with me here, God bless you Joe you're probably watching uh, but Joe told me about Bob's video he said you got to watch this so I did, I said you're right I got to watch it again <laughs> And so I said, you know what? I got to watch it again. And, uh, but obviously I was familiar with the Shemitah term from Jonathan Kahn's book. Um, I was, I had been a little confused. and I still may be some about where the Shemitah years change. I mean, i I've been a calendar freak uh, for so long. I'm paranoid when it comes to any dating. I think everything is wrong except what I think. (laughs) I'm kidding, but I did find the birth sky of Abraham. Abraham was born February 27th, 1853 BC. You can write it down, check it with him when you get to glory. So I got his birth date down. But anyway, uh, I've had a glorious time uh, teaching in Christological astronomy, and I guess in one regard, Naming the ministry Liberating Ministries for Christ International really summarizes. I've been a real destiny hunter for people. Uh, I've been well being a teacher. Why? Why do you want to learn calculus if you're going to be, you know, somebody that doesn't need that? Right. I mean, it, it's, we have an individual curriculum. And and of course, surprise, surprise. The only way that we can have this curriculum is for the Holy spirit to lead us and teach us. But guess what, dude, I found it written in the heavens. I found the blueprint written in the heavens. God never leaves himself without a witness. Never. And he didn't. Anyway, that's a little bit of my sordid background. And, um, I um, married to the most beautiful woman in the world and we together by the grace of God created four daughters it's better than look better looking than she is and we're just extremely blessed. They all live close by our grandkids are close by and I'm, I'm really doing well. I just recently had a little bout with my health and the boys are back in town. It feels good to feel good. I'm really thankful to feel good.
1: Yeah, I was here. I I had heard about that and you we were, you we were praying for you. I was praying for you and I know that, um, a lot of people were. And, and, uh, that's one of the most powerful things we can do for each other is to pray. So, I didn't
4: necessarily mean for that to be so wordy. I'm really not that into myself, but I just, yeah. Oh,
0: no, What's no for um, not at all. That was great. Thank you so much for that. And, uh, it, it's great to hear that, you know, that you have been through so much, uh, in your walk, especially experiencing things. And that, that was great about the bait brother. I've never heard anything like that before. So that really took me by surprise, but in a, in a very, very positive way. Um, that was very, very awesome. I loved it. Um, yeah and and thank you for doing that. Yeah, take as much time as you need to to explain what you need to explain. And uh so but onto the, the Shemitah and uh and and where we are today and what's going on and um Bob you have certainly come up with a, a, an awesome video this past week. What was it yesterday you posted it actually? Yeah. And uh I mean Why don't we talk, why don't we go talk about that a little bit? I mean, you, you have a a timeline. We're going into September, September, so many things coming up to, you know, coming to a point, coming to a head. It just seems too coincidental, right? Mm -hmm. Not to have the time of Jacob's trouble coming right now or at the, it's at the door. I mean, like this is the season.
3: Right. You know, let me let me make something clear too. You know, people. One guy asked me, "What are you, what are you going to do, Bob, if the rapture doesn't happen? If the tribulation doesn't happen? What if you're wrong?" Well, I basically said, "Well, I'm probably going to do uh, re-coordinate everything, get new coordinates." I'll admit, hey, you know, you know, here's the thing: when I look for the rapture, and by the way, no one's going to find a rapture. You can't predict it. It's going to be like Kevin said on the day of the rapture but here's the thing you know i trade uh i i day trade for a hobby okay and some of you people listening all right you know what it means to be a day trader with stocks and stuff like that <clears throat> or even crypto all right and basically i kind of what i do there is kind of similar to what i do here all right for example when i look at a stock you know i don't say okay well you know what i and I saw this guy on YouTube, he had his dog walk over some newspaper, wherever dog took a crap at, that's the stock he's going to buy. You know, you don't do that. Okay. You know, I, I look for people and I research information, you know, I look for, you know, what stock is highly shorted or are there share reductions? Is it extremely undervalued? You know, is there a public offering inside or is there, is there a lot of hype on Twitter or yeah. stuff like that? Is it number one on Fintel? All this information I look for on these stocks to find out whether or not that stock is going to go up, okay, before I make my investment. What I do here with the Shemitah and everything is the exact same thing. I'm telling you right now, hey, there are all these things lined up that indicates that this stock is going to go up, that the tribulation is going to happen, is going to start in September. All the things are lined up here, okay? Now... Does that mean that that stock that I looked at is going to go up? No, I'm not sure exactly how the market's going to react. I don't know if something's going to pop up on Twitter that will, you know, sponge the whole thing. And just like the Tribulation coming up in September, you know, it everything, all the information I see, all my research, all the data is pointing towards it, but will it happen? I don't know. Okay. Um, you know, we, we don't know for sure. But the thing is, that God divided up time into seven-year periods for a reason. And just like Dale Dale was talking about there, you know, that time is divided up so that way we can have an idea of when the tribulation is coming. Our Apostle Paul said we will see this day coming, okay? We will see the time coming, okay? And I can't think of a better way to see it coming than to look for the beginning of the next seven-year cycle, Okay. Because I know the tribulation, Daniel's 70th week is a week of years, seven years. It starts and ends within the parameters of a Shemitah cycle. Okay, it's not going to start in the middle and end up in another middle of the next cycle. It doesn't work like that. We saw that happen in 1938 to 1945. We saw a dry run of tribulation in that Shemitah cycle. Of seven years, everything went down in Germany. You had an Antichrist, you had a false prophet, a Mussolini, you had the Mark, you had everything. Okay, okay. So we already saw a dry run. We always already saw it happen within a seven-year period. So it's data like that that I'm presenting to everybody, all right? And that's all it is, it's data with a prediction that this stock will go up. Now, like I said, it may not happen. But I think, and I'll close with this, that the best thing to look for is the beginning and the end of a Shemitah cycle, because I'll be honest, if we go into November, December, I'm going to be like, okay, we have seven years ago before the seven-year tribulation begins. So everybody hold on to your hats. I don't know if if that's the case. Maybe the rapture will happen sometime in December. Okay, but the world is going into seven years of absolute pre-tribulation hell. Okay, before 2029. All right, but as you know, but I think that would. I don't see it happening because if you guys watch my video with all the celestial signs taking place during this Shemitah cycle, that foreshadows the next cycle. We've already seen that historically be the case. I mean, we have a lot of celestial signs taking place right now. Wouldn't you agree, Dale?
4: That's what really, that's what got my attention, Bob, was when I heard you say that because, for example, the comments just been coming through. And I just give you guys a, a little brief understanding about how you read the heavens. When a comet comes through, you look at the constellation it passes through when it's visible. Okay, or if it's not visible with the naked eye, then you take that into consideration that it's not as significant as it would be if it was visible with the naked eye. But the constellations that they travel through, each one of them has. The Christological meaning, and this is how you interpret the heavens. It's not gobbledygook. It's really, it's really scientifically spiritual, is what it is. Um, but for example, <clears throat> so when Bob said what he did about these things coming to pass, I've been watching since the tetrad's, obviously way before that, but watching. You know, since 2015, the beginning of the Shemitah cycle, and all of the signs that I've seen happen in the heavens, and they're all saying that Jesus is coming back to kick the devil's fanny and to establish his kingdom and to um, indict the evil ones and establish justice, and one of the major key words that has been flowing, congruously with all the messages, has been justice. You know, but it's been the Lord's coming to bring justice. And um, the Christmas comet, uh, NEOWISE was twenty uh, July twenty twenty. Uh, it is the third brightest comet. And a significant comment in the past 25 years, the other two have been Hale-Bopp and Haigataki, 96 and 97, which intersected in the forehead of the Medusa and the star Rosh, Rosh Satana. God, one of the nastiest places in the heavens. And Passover, I said, well, this is it. We've initiated the assault. <laughs> but But going back to 2015, uh, and again, Brother Bob said this relative to the, you know, the more significant sign that you see take place. I think you said this. If you didn't, I will say it for you. <laughs> the more significant sign uh, that happened during that shemitah will be one of the first ones fulfilled at the beginning of it. Uh, if you said that, but if you didn't, I want to cons- I want to consider that because. Um. I think what happened September 23rd, 2017 was huge. And, 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 and you know, I did, a, I did a video on it. I did another video on it that showed the absolute, absolute fulfillment of it. And it came and went like somebody that lit a Roman candle and the sucker went out and didn't, didn't go off. And I'm sitting there with scratching my head and going, look, have I just completely missed this whole thing? But I knew, Bob, that these things were not being interpreted on the day that they were happening. Mm-hmm. Now, certainly there was ex- there was exceptions to that. Like, you know, whenever Mars was in retrograde um, during, during the 66 and 67 war. You know, it was in retrograde at the Antabi raid. I mean, it's always in retrograde when Israel is attacking a war. It's just, there's things that happen immediately. But this is a prophecy of the heavens. Listen, even when Jesus was born, there was comets and stuff that was going on and light shows around them going on at that time, I'm sure, because it's recorded. Uh, in the astronomy history that we have, but with so many different things that could have been his star, you have to look at the entire panorama and context of the heavens to be able to determine what that is. And it's still up for grabs. And so anyway, I'm looking for the, the sign of the coming of the son of man. And, um, that's what I'm looking for. And um, the closest I've been able to find it so far in the heavens has been um, September 8th and 9th of the year 2040. Um, every planet is massed in the womb of Virgo. Virgo is the kingdom planet. I have a video I did on it. You'd, you'd really enjoy watching it. Um, but it's in the womb of Virgo. Every one of the planets. Now you see, we're having a planetary parade now. This is another illustration of the timeliness of this. But the planetary parade now, okay, and everybody's, oh, this is, this is there's all this stuff in the sky. You know, well, here's what it's saying, okay, and there's a message for it if you know how to read it. But Saturn is in the back part of, uh, of Aquarius, Jupiter is in um is in the front in the, the, the front fish of Pisces, Mars is in the back fish of Pisces, and then Venus is is in the under the foot of Aries, the Ram, and Mercury is in the star in conjunction with the star Alderbron and um, Taurus. So what all this means is this: the message starts with the order of the planets, with Saturn. Saturn is the destiny planet that shows well it shows destiny and service is coming out of aquarius which is the the good news bearer here's the good news the king of kings and lord of lords is returning now the next planet is jupiter visible with the naked eye and it is in the outer band of pisces which pisces in both the fishes Jupiter's in one, Mars is in the other, Jupiter is the king, Mars is the warrior. They are taking it out on Satan and kicking his rear end. So what this is saying is, Kevin, lift up your eyes. Your redemption draws nigh. It's okay. Jesus has got it in control He's coming back to kick butt on the devil. Plus, he said, because Venus is in the back legs of Ares, which is stomping on the head of Cetus, the sea monster. It says, because I love you. I am going to change Satan for a thousand years. And then Mercury being in the head of Taurus, the bull, showing judgment. Well, you will reign with me for that thousand years. During my time of judgment on the earth. This is flaming good news. This is amazing good news. And I think it's going to be fulfilled. Uh, very soon. Um, but I don't really expect it. I don't expect to see the Lord. Appear. This uh, coming September. The way I'm talking about. But I think it's something to consider at the end of this next Shemitah with his coming at that time. Uh, I don't know, but I do know this. I've been trying to unlock these keys of prophetically understanding these, these significant events. And I appreciate what you, the uh, direction that you gave me. And it really does seem to be holding water. It really does. So, but I, like I said, Evan. Like you said, evidence is what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm not walking necessarily by revelation, but I I read Arthur Conan Doyle's works three times through completely to study the science of deduction. That's what we do,
3: right? They yeah, were watchmen. Amen. Watchmen do. Uh-huh. We're not always right, <laughs> right, Kevin.
2: We're, we're, I mean, when have we ever been right?
1: <laughs> wait, a, wait, wait a second. We've been right before. We have, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, we're, we're, listen,
2: we're we're right about the the, the, the things that are important, and, right. and let's be honest here. I mean, the the, the time the timing of the rapture and the attempting to figure out exactly when it's going to be is um is a, it's an exciting vent uh, venture. Let's be honest, it's uh, it's. You you get you get and the only way you can do it right, Bob, is like by watching all these different things that are going on and and that's and that's exactly what we're told to to do. I mean, we're supposed to be watching uh, so that we're you know make sure that we're not deceived, that we are uh, taking everything in, that we're looking up like Dale says. We're not looking for salvation here on Earth. We're not looking for you know, uh, a uto- to build a utopia here. Um, I mean, when Christ comes back to rule and reign, we are going to come back and rule and reign along with Him. So, uh, you know, we're not we're not going to do that before a lot of things happen. <laughs> and uh, so, we are looking up because because the Bible clearly states that Jesus is going to descend from heaven and with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. He is going to call us to be with him. It says the the dead in Christ rise first and we who are alive and remain are caught up together with them in the air to be with the Lord. So that's what we're looking for. That's why it says look up. Because, I mean, Jesus said if uh, someone says Jesus is over here or Jesus is over there, do not believe them, you see, Mm -hmm. because Jesus is not going to come back here, uh, you know, in a mystery And and, and no one's going to know unless somebody tells you, oh, Jesus has come and he's over there. Now, first of all, the rapture is going to be a very public event. Bob's talked about that. Like when there's these transitionary periods between uh, different time, call them dispensations, if you will, like there is a big event that occurs that basically marks the end of one and the beginning of another. The rapture is a gigantic event gonna Everyone is going to know that, the, that it's happened. And then that's b- way before, of course, the actual second coming. Because when Jesus comes back, he's coming with tens, thousands, and thousands of the saints. That would be us. And he's coming back, and he's going to touch down. And there's going to be a gigantic earthquake that's going to occur. I mean, believe me, people will know when the second coming happens. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens when the second coming of Jesus actually occurs, so those things are public events. They're they're not going to take anybody by surprise. So listen, sure they're going to take people by surprise. The ones who are not watching, but the ones who are watching, we're not going to be caught unaware. And that's what the Bible continues to <laughs> say: it says you are do you, you do not dwell or live in darkness. You are children of the light, and that we are and uh, we are not going to be caught unaware. We're looking for the rapture. If the rapture happened right this second. We would all be like, okay, yeah, absolutely, we're ready to go. If the rapture doesn't happen, people will ask you, Bob, hey, what if the rapture doesn't happen in September? What are you going to do? Oh, Bob's going to fall away from the faith. That's it for Bob. He's done. He's, he's, You know, who knows what he's going to do. He's going to go turn into a Hare Krishna or a Buddhist or something, Bob. Is that your plan? No, of course not. Of course not. Bob is going to continue to watch. He's going to continue to put the pieces together, and he's probably going to come up with some other date.
4: um, One of the things that I appreciated whenever I told you earlier the video I just saw that you used uh, the celestial activity, the earth activity and man's activity. Mm -hmm. I use the same thing when I talk about the word of God written in the heavens. I mean, why do you believe the Bible is true? Um, Well, because my Sunday school teacher told me. Oh, well. No, actually, well, why do you believe it's true? Well, because I have a witness in my spirit that I believe it's true, and that's good. But, you know, Jesus said in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every truth is established. And what I tell them is, you know, you need a three-legged milking stool, pal. You can't just develop your opinion in, in two points of view, because if you're going to Uh, triangulate your position guess what you need three points to -hmm. find out exactly where you are and so i think that the the word of god written in the heavens is our third triangulation point i have no doubt but what we have the witness of the holy spirit within us that we're born again right i mean greg i mean we feel that right there's that's real but aside Mm -hmm. from that how do you know the bible's true I mean, how do you know? How, why do you believe what you believe? Well, i tell you. A little personal testimony here. The research that I got into before I did this stuff in Christological Astronomy was I did a very deep research and dive into Children of the Devil and wrote a book on Sons of Belial. And I could never find one written before or since. Wrote on Children of the Devil, then Studying War, then Closing Gates of Hell. I just... I dug into their crap. I ate it. I learned what they learned. I ate their bad dope. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know what they believed and why they believed it, and and how to sink their freaking battleship. I learned how. I'm doing it today with Christological astronomy. I'm mm-hmm. blowing holes in their bow daily, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. But, you know, I'm just. And- stuck. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, no, I love the way that you, you you describe that you know Christological astronomy because that's what it is. It's not. I know some people are going to probably see this and they're going to say, "Oh, he's getting into new age. He's getting into zodiac and this and that." You're an astrologist. It's not. Yeah, you're. Yeah, but that's not what's going. That's not what this is about. Um, I mean, Satan will definitely take what was already created and use that for his own purposes, his own means, and create a zodiac and. And things to mean, you know, you know, you have the horoscope and all of that. Uh, I've studied into this area too, and I, I know the difference. I can discern the difference between the two. Obviously, you you can as well. And and um, I just want people to be aware that this is completely separate from any type of uh, horoscope uh, mm-hmm. astrology. Uh, this is not. I mean, where we go, we go. We can go back to Genesis, right? Um, Genesis chapter one. Why don't we just bring up? The verses right now. So uh, you would bring up Genesis 1 14, right? <clears throat> 14 through 15. And there's God a big said, difference liked... between,
2: mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. There's a big difference between this, Greg, and relying on somebody to interpret the positioning of the stars to tell your future. That's a, there's a huge difference. I mean, we, we are not looking at the heavens in order to predict whether or not we should go make an investment today, Bob. I mean, that, that is not what we rely on, on this for, but that's what astrologists do. They try to read things based on when you were born and where the planets are in alignment and then what you should do. We, we already know what we should do. And it's not look at the stars to determine whether or not we should do something, uh, you know, hedonistic or materialistic here on Earth. These mm-hmm. are th- these these bodies in the heavens are for signs and they're for seasons and of course we also use them for days and years um, mm-hmm. as a calendar. But they're predominantly for signs. <laughs> so if we're not looking at those. Then guess what? You're not gonna see any signs. You're right. not gonna see any signs whatsoever if you're not looking at it.
3: Right, they hijacked them. Uh, the, 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 the the fallen angels, you. they hijacked these. Uh the God created the heavens, God created all the stars and the planets, as they done in Genesis. Okay. But what <laughs> happens when the fallen angels fell? They knew how this stuff worked, they just hijacked it, slapped their label on it, say, Hey, this is all about us. Of okay, that's where you get all that stuff from. But be it as it may, it was created for God to narrate things that happen here on the earth, things that happens in the heavens. It's basically like Dale was talking about. It's a, it's a celestial storybook for Story. Us. It yeah. tells the past, it reveals it talks, it, uh, it reveals the future, but also deals with the present. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a beautiful thing God created. It's just that these people hijacked it. Well, and,
4: if you look the value of any lie is that it's got truth in it. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's so, what did the devil hijack out of the truth? And that is the day and year that you were born is very important. If you don't believe it, read it right there in Genesis one fourteen. Mm-hmm. So look at this. Let them be for signs. Kevin's talking about this. The root word for of signs, the, the extension of the word is significance. So, yeah. do you know your significance? What you do? You, do you know what your significance is, and for seasons, why you were born, when you were born, and for what you were born, and for the day and the year you were born, right? And what's so cool about this? Now that we have proper astronomy programming, we can backtrack exactly. Not according to the astrology gobbledygook we can backtrack exactly within two meters of where every planet was on the day you were born Mm. and located within the constellation. And we have, it's just amazing because the day and year you were born has always been important.
0: Mm.
4: So the the astrologers hijacked it. Okay.
1: Well, they took the
4: word seer from us too, didn't they?
1: Oh, yeah. You I'm know, sure so they
4: they, they yeah. took the word astrology. Got astrology? I would fight for that word if I could get it back.
1: Because hmm. yeah, you know, why
4: astrology? The root word ology is the study of, right? Well, the root word of study of is logos. Mm-hmm. Right behind astrology is the astro logos, which is the identity of Jesus, the star of the show,
2: right? Which Jesus. is the which is the word telling the history, is. which yeah. all points to Jesus.
4: He is the word of God's power Amen. in the heavens and when he is incarnate, when he witnesses to us and when he walked the face of the earth in the corporeal frame he was in. So, Hey, we're all Jesus guys. I just, I tell you what though, I've been in this stuff about the heavens for so long. I sort of bubble it out. I, I sort of bubble. So if I, <laughs> if, I, if I, if I cut you off and act like I don't care what you're saying, it's because I, Anyway, so oh, Ke-
1: Kevin does that to me all the time. So,
2: <laughs> I apparently yeah. I do it to everybody
4: all yeah. the time. So yeah. Well, just, um, God, this is great. I gave you a chance to see what it feels like.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, um, hey Greg, bring up bring up feels Psalm, great. Bring up Psalm 19 for a minute, please. Sure.
0: Um, <laughs> From the beginning.
1: Yeah, just, just a couple of verses there. It's dangerous
2: the having a guest on that's actually watched this before. He'll, <laughs> he'll call me out on my, on my well, trickery.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I just want to read a couple of verses here. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord, or glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Um, the word declare right there is to the rehearse. Mm. And, uh, you know, you've been talking about how... Um, the planets and everything and there's uh, you know the time Dale was just saying the time you were born is significant and you can uh, you know it, it It wasn't you know just it wasn't just a haphazard thing the day you were born the hour you were born things like that but the heavens it, it's um, the words written in the stars day into day utter speech and night into night showeth knowledge there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out throughout all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath He set a tabernacle for the sun. I'm not really sure what the word tabernacle is. There, I think is that tent mm, or yeah. house. Um, could that be? Could, could that be constellation possibly? Mm. Um, I'm not. I'm not as as familiar with it a lot of these things as you guys are. It's, you, this, it's used
4: the same words used in Isaiah when it talks about him being, he spread the heavens as a tent. So it's the tent. same word as tent. Yeah. So that's the metaphor, the analogy he's using.
1: And when you keep reading it, it says, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices as the strong man to run a race. He goes forth, his going forth is from the end of heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise is simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And the, this is one of the first things that um, when I was involved in Buddhism, when I went to the first fellowship, this is a section of the word that this fellow showed to me. And he said, He goes, the law of the Lord is perfect. It doesn't say the law of Buddha is perfect or the law of Muhammad is perfect. It says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. So what is the thing that converts the soul? You know, the word, it's it's witnesses of its truth within the words that are in there. And it's not just a, uh, it it wasn't just a, a record or a book that was thrown together haphazardly by a bunch of guys that that wore long garments that lived in the desert. You know, these were men that were uh, moved as they were, you know, influenced by the Holy Spirit. And um, they wrote in over a period of, what, thousands of years. And there was, what is it, 40, 40 different Writers, 45 different writers, I don't even remember how many, but one author. And it it all fits together. This is such a cool, this is such a cool chapter. I
2: mean, go back to like verse, I think it's verse six. I mean, just that, uh, just that uh, verse five and six. I mean, look at verse five, which is a bridegroom which is as a bridegroom coming out of his changer, ch- chamber and rejoiceth, rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. I mean, th- those, those passages written so many thousands of years ago. I mean, think about how Jesus is going. Like I just said, Jesus is going to sin. He's going to come out of his chamber. We are running a race, are we not? We are, we are running a race to the finish. Rejoiceth as, as a strong man to run a race. I mean, those, those, that verse is alluding to the rapture, okay? And people will say, rapture is not talked about in the Old Testament at all. Oh, you know what? There's a verse right there, which is, sorry. And then there's other ones regarding, uh, you know, uh, hide them in the chambers for just yet a little while. Let the indignation pass over. I mean, th- those, those verses have completely different meaning after the mystery was revealed to Paul. Uh, so you got, I mean, it's amazing. You just pull up almost any chapter or verse, and within some context, you're gonna find some allusion to the second coming, to the first coming, or to the rapture. <laughs> I mean, that well, <laughs> goes back to what I was saying earlier, Dale, which is everything in the Bible is points directly towards Jesus.
4: Well, yeah, look, see, verse five, watch this, and uh. <clears throat> To be honest about this, um, I wrote this in a research article, and it it was so cool, but it was so far over everybody else's head. They never, nobody ever even got it. We'll get it. And it, and it he set the heavens as a tabernacle for the sun, S-U-N, right? Mm-hmm. Which is who the sun is as a bridegroom coming out of the chamber and rejoicing as a strong man to run a race. Now, if I have my planisphere, which I could show you, I have it, I could boot it up. But there's only two instances. Now, the sun intersects 12 constellations. Okay? That's not a lie. That's that's not a lie. That's the truth. Astrologers copied that too, but there's 12 of them. Each one of them represents Jesus and a story of him. Well, the bridegroom, is is out of the constellation Gemini that's got the bride and the bridegroom. Cha-ching. All right, so what you don't understand yet, let me get to the end of it, all right? Because it says, and he rejoices as a strong man to run a race. Well, if you look all the way around the circuit on the heavens, which, God, I tell you what, man, this is fantastic stuff. All the way around the circuit of the heavens, the only constellation that you find someone running is Sagittarius. Wouldn't you know that the Milky Way intersects the ecliptic circle at Gemini and at Sagittarius and that right at the bow, the point of the bow of Sagittarius is the center of the flippin' dang Milky Way that Mm -hmm. we were all in giggles and shorts about in the year 2020 in the year 2012 was written about by king david as a shepherd boy on the side of a hill and it said that that it's center and it mm. shows the center of the sun running throughout the heavens and it ends up back at the galactic center measured by the winter by the winter solstice. And it's hidden right there in the Bible, and nobody even knew it because of the, the, the symbolism of the bridegroom and the running man. It's written in pictures.
2: Look how <laughs> deep that verse is. I mean, it's yeah. it's so deep that he that Dale's got all this information. I point out that it, it's it, that it alludes to what Paul talks about. Dale's saying the same exact verse actually points to the galactic center. Of the Milky Way. I mean, look how deep this these passages are. There is no way a human could just write this out of thin cloth. They have to be inspired by God,
4: by the Creator. Mm -hmm. No
2: doubt, have to be. How
0: can you you deny it?
2: Yeah, you you can't goosebumps on that one, boy. You Mm -hmm. yeah, you cannot deny it. That's and I think that's the whole point of of like where we're where we're getting to, which is it's becoming impossible to ignore that this is truth. It's, 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 it's becoming more and more difficult every single day. And then of course, Bob, you mentioned in your video recently is like, what happens when those wars that are prophesied thousands of years ago, what happens when those start coming to pass? What happens when, and we talked about this as well a few weeks back, what happens when Isaiah 17 actually comes to pass? It is going to be almost impossible for anybody that's just like any kind of aware to to ignore that the pages of the Bible are coming to pass as as people are seeing it. I mean, it's going to become uh, you know just really difficult to, to 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 not pick a side. And I think that's really I mean what the tribulation is all about. It is mankind's last chance before the millennium oh, oh, to oh, to to choose.
4: Oh 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 I gotta tell you this Bob Dale, Dale's on. I got to tell you this. On something. Without question, without question, the Great Tribulation is inextricably bound to Planet X. Hmm. Because the trumpet judgments are caused by celestial incoming objects. Mountains falling in the sea, red mist covering the earth. All the waters poison. An angel falls down, cracks the crust of the earth, and a bottomless pit is open.
2: Men's There's heart's failing soul. for those things that are coming upon the earth.
4: Right. And there, so I talked about, it. Jesus talked about it in Matthew 24 and all this other stuff. But when we start dating and looking at establishing when the great tribulation is, I don't see how it can be separated from the coming of Planet X. And, um, mm. I, you know, I, I, I'm trying to do my best to stay current on this and yet <laughs> get too far afield because, you know, they've got killer dates and all this other stuff from Israeli News Live. And, you know, I, I, hey, listen, I think it's good stuff to be informed.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: However, that's what I wanted to say. From the empirical nice. evidence of the scriptures, I don't see how we can separate the dating of the great tribulation from the arrival of astral
3: objects, asteroids, et cetera. I mean, what's well, happening right now? Bob, you, I, I, yeah, I've I seen these things. You know, I've been watching these things in the sky. One, one actually yeah. came over my house and disintegrated just, you know, just twenty feet from me. Okay. And you know, uh Kevin, you're talking about the wars of Psalm 83, Isaiah 17, Jeremiah 49, Ezekiel 38. Yeah. Here's the thing, All those wars are are manipulated and generated and pushed because of lack of energy, because of mm-hmm. oil, because of energy. That's how those things are brought about. And we're Russia. we know what's happening in the Middle East right now. Russia's cutting these gods off, cutting this Iran, cutting people off. And the thing is, you got the G seven summit. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the G summits, the G seven summit uh, leaders. And the experts that are following the analysts are saying that next year our gas prices, and not just here, but globally, will go will be double, if not triple, than where they're at right now. Do you think that would generate the right things that would need to happen for these biblical wars to begin taking place now to try to prevent all that? Absolutely. Because that's coming out now. That narrative's coming out now. These nations know this, this, this it's gonna be it's a battle for energy now. And I know the, the hook and the bear the hook and the bear's jaw. Okay. I get it. You know, I think that's what we're pounding And that's coming next year. If that that happens next year, triple the gas price. You can say goodbye to any trucks moving. You can say goodbye to all the food. You can say goodbye to everything. Nothing's moving. Nobody's buying nothing. Oh, does that remind key. me of something? Oh yeah, the first four horsemen.
2: That's the key, Bob, is that we, if we get to this position or when? hopefully we're not here, but if we are still here, when gasoline and diesel, especially diesel, become so expensive that you actually cannot transport goods, Bob, that's when you're going to see total panic and chaos start to happen. Because like you said, if if somebody's got all the money in the world and they're willing to, to say, I can spend $100 a gallon for gas, yet they go to the pump and there's no gas there because it hasn't been delivered, what good is their money at that point? You see, right. then all of a sudden it starts you know, becoming a a, a, a um, basically a, co- a contest for survival.
4: Right. Well, Germany Germany showed us exactly where we're going. We're going to go backwards, not toward green energy. We're going back to coal mines. We Next thing you know, we'll be burning wood and, and, I, and our and our trains is going up and down the railroad tracks. Sounds well, about right.
0: Huh?
3: So yeah, we're going backwards right as
4: far, you know as far as that goes and that, yeah. that, that,
3: that's just the that's just the top of the heap. I mean, we're we're talking about that that video I made Remember the uh the activities of men. You have Nancy Pelosi right now just telling lies now to the uh, American people. She course. says that the Supreme Court put out a ruling against uh um was it birth control against gay marriage? No they didn't. Stop <laughs> lying, Nancy. Why they're you keep mongers. saying this stuff? Oh, I forgot. You're trying to stir the pot right now. fear mongers, aren't they? Yeah, or uh, t uh, as a fuel the jet, FTJ. Guys, seen that transform? Fuel the jet, fuel the jet, FTJ. Yeah. FTJ. <laughs> you know, trying to fuel the jet. You know, that's what she's trying to do, and they're trying to create, and that's happening right now. And I can't believe it. I mean, well, she's also she's elbow also elbowing
2: children, children out, out, of of, out, out of pictures. <laughs>
3: Hidden yeah. children now, really? Is that where we're at? They're
2: elbowing, she's elbowing children out of pictures and then having her spokesperson say that she did it so that the child wouldn't be hidden behind her when the picture was taken. I mean, the, the links these people will go to, hey, like, you can see, same, don't believe they're lying. lying. You,
4: look right. on her, you can see the pissed off look on her face that
3: she's got. Yeah, the camera with she's all upset. Woman. She's
2: looking over, she's and then she does the bump. I mean, that's I mean, to make sure that no she's in the bump. picture.
3: Come on. Yeah. Did you guys hear about this one? I found out um, they discovered Russian malware in several different of our major utility plants. And oh, the nice. malware is there, and they can't get rid of it. You know, oh. we have 55,000 uh, power plants in this country, but they only have to take down nine in order yeah. to shut down the whole grid. And that's where they're finding all the malware right now. That's scary. Yeah, It's there.
0: That's crazy. That it's there, mm-hmm. they can't
3: get rid of it. But that just
2: goes to show how vulnerable this country is if, right. if, Infrastructure, if, yeah. if, if the, um, the, you know, if the shroud of, of, of um, a protection is basically removed, right. right? This country, I mean, this country is being held together by Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about when the restrainer is removed. I mean, you are, you, you are opened up. This country has opened itself up. To, to be decimated very quickly. Right. And if it's not the uh, you know the asteroids and the meteors that Bob's talking about that are going to hit during the first half of the tribulation, then it's either Civil War, EMP, well, power grid going down, down, gas prices going crazy, and then the lack of, of transportation of goods and a complete uh, meltdown uh, of the leadership in this country, that wh- whomever's left.
1: No, the leadership's been melting down for a long time. That's been going on for... Decades. Well,
2: yeah, know, but they, I think they're in a they're they're in a whole new zone now. It's like every week they have a new crisis to melt down over. Yeah, I so have, is
0: the economy.
3: You have they got, they got the leaders for the first time calling for the impeachment of the Supreme Court. <laughs> That's right. Okay, like AOC. Oh, by the way, AOC, you're the one down there at the border, you know, promoting illegal activity while being a sitting member of Congress. You should be impeached for that. But no. <laughs> the it's no. happening to really her?
2: No, of course not. I
3: can't understand how Trump
4: calls people's names. I mean, I really can't. I just (laughs) just get to the point. You just got to call them something.
1: Well, you know, one of the one of the things that.
4: uh, Excuse me for a moment.
1: I'll be right back. Sure, 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 absolutely. One of the things that um, it's interesting all all the discussion we've been doing tonight, and uh, but you know, if somebody is just accidentally stumbled across this tonight which I don't believe is an accident and they're wondering you know we're, we're talking about the constellations and we're talking about Bob's video and and Dale's talking about the constellations and Kevin and and Greg and I and, but it's really it's really time to give Jesus Christ a chance you know this is my this is my evangelist and me talking again tonight because if you're out there and you're wondering if there's maybe you think your life's not worth living. I almost feel like an infomercial sometimes when I start this way, but if you don't think you're, if you don't think your life's worth living or, you know, you're, you're of no value. Just listening to a couple of the points that Dale made about the uh, um, you know, the constellations and things we've been talking about that, If you want something that's really interesting, you can go to his um, lmci.org and there's a a Christological, uh, his section there in Christological, um, you know, study of the heavens. And you can sign up and you can put the day you were born and you can put, you you know, the day and the date, you know, like September 4th, uh, 1953, whatever it is. And he'll he have a printout of everything, all the what, all the planets were in alignment and everything, and also your characteristics of the kind of person you are. And you guys ought to do this because it's really cool, and it's something that he, you know, maybe you can ask him about. But at the same time, you know, God knew that we were going to believe. You know, not that we were robots that had no choice in the matter but at the same time we've all we all have different stories we've all gone through a lot of different struggles and a lot of different um, journeys you know we could get into long talks about it and you know by the grace of god go i and my mind still still works reasonably well at my age which is amazing as, as old as i'm getting right kept Oh, you're not that old, but I, but I'm still your elder, so you got to respect your elders. I do respect you. I know you do. I, I respect you. I love you too. I know. I know it. And we have a, we have a lot of fun on here, and I look forward to this every week. And I tell Greg how much I look forward to it, and and I know that uh, I know all of us are in agreement. We don't take this for granted. Uh, I know Dale well enough to know Dale doesn't take any of this stuff for granted, too. Um, everything that that he's learned. Um, I'm not trying to speak for him, but I know him well enough. Everything that he's learned and everything that that he shares is to get people to come to a knowledge of the truth, so that they can be born again of the Spirit of God, have Christ in them, the hope of glory. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't start a ministry of any kind to just so you can make a lot of money. And drive fancy cars and live in big, huge houses. You know, none of none of us, none of us are wealthy. You know, but at the same time, we're we're rich in other ways. You know, um, Dale, I was I was talking a little bit of I, I was, I was just on my evangelistic stool here talking <laughs> about how how um, over the years, uh, you know, we've all we've all been given you know we all have stories and we've all gone through a lot of stuff you know i went through a lot of drugs and a lot of things like that but at the same time i i knew that that jesus christ was real when when i when you know when i spoke in tongues you know when i had the indwelling of the holy spirit and when i started to understand the truth of the word Mm -hmm. you know just saying that all throughout all the years the research and the different teachings that you've done uh, i'm just wanted to give you know give you a lot of credit for it and I know you'll always give the credit back to the father but the teachings so. and the and the so. and the things that you've come up with uh you're not doing this to so you can have your name up in neon lights and sure in ain't Times Square sure for the money, sure ain't yeah. For the money. <laughs> yeah yeah so you that's right I know you you're just like that man you it's see ridiculous. the car he drives oh my god Come but on, any, up time for the
2: money. Is that what you said?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but in any, any way, you know, to, to, to bring it into this little rambling nonsense that I'm talking about right here, is I, I think people really need to realize that there is one true and living God. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And there's only one way to get to the Father, and that's through him. He says he's the way, the truth, and the life. Either either the greatest liar that ever lived or the truest man that ever lived. And I beg to say that he told the truth when he said these words. I am the way, El Camino, the truth and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. He didn't say but by Buddha or, you know, all these other religious guys. He said but by me. And his life proved that his life, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension, and his giving of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. So, I mean, there's there's so much stuff that we could talk about. Uh, it's just an amazing thing, and I, I'm thankful because um, when I was a lot younger, I didn't, you know, I didn't know a lot of this stuff, and I, I don't think that we should. I don't think any of us take for granted what we know. If we just know this verse right here, we're yeah, yeah. here in heaven. <laughs> here yeah, in heaven. exactly.
4: Hey, uh, can I jump in here for a second? I don't want to oh, sure. be you know too pushy on this thing, but oh. I do realize that I sort of got invited to be the guest here. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to share but I wanted to share with you. Uh, I took a break went to the bathroom and Joe DeBroda, uh, is working on our mailing and he's in the next room listening to this. Joe was one of my cohorts in researching astronomy. And it's uh, just what a blessing to have him here with me. Anyway, I was listening I, and I I got sort of inspired. I wanted to just give you about a, a couple minute talk here about Christological astronomy and what we have discovered and put together. And the reason I'm doing it is People don't care what you know till they know that you care. And I care that you know your destiny. Now listen, second Timothy chapter one says that our calling and purpose was written and foreordained in crisis before time began, but is now being revealed by the, by the coming of Jesus Christ. What that means is that our purpose has already been called by God. But we're realizing this, and everyone's destiny is the same thing, and that is to become like Jesus. But how Jesus appears to you is different than how he appears to me because I got a different hunk of the pie than you did. I got the section that wanted me to be this way, and you got the section that he wanted you to be another way. But it's written in the heavens, I ain't lying and I ain't dying and I mean it. You know that God would not leave you without a witness. You search your heart over that. The loving, kind, immutably, incredibly merciful God would leave you down here dangling to, to know what he called you for, that is preposterous. And to know my father, that's fighting words. I think it's one of the most cruel things in Christendom. For people to not have this knowledge. And Satan has stolen it. It's my right as a child of God and as a prince of this world to damn his sorry lot along with all of his children the children of darkness you know we pray like this on Thursday nights don't we don't we Bob you know and uh, anyway I'm just saying <laughs> um, I th- is there not a cause I mean I'm with you Bob I'm with the urgency of the times I mean I'm blowing the trumpet I'm you know I'm yelling I'm doing what I what I can do. But I want to tell you something. This Christological astronomy stuff that we got going on, we got it going on. And you will hear about it. You will you will see it either now or in the millennium. Because it's a tool for the millennium. It's just unbelievable how this is recovered. We have An astronomer and a researcher, oh my God, Bob, you wouldn't believe, this guy is savant autistic. He learned cuneiform, he learned Syriac, he learned to read the clay cuneiform tablets, to decipher star names out of it, and found found stuff that Zechariah Sitchin couldn't even dream of. Mm
3: -hmm. Learn
4: how to write that, read that language for the star, learn Hindi. Mm. I just, we got it going on with, with, but it's just exciting. But you know, what's really exciting is to see somebody go on our program, type in their birth sky and read what it says about who Jesus has called you to be. And all it is, is which part of him he called you to manifest.
1: Wow. Wow. I'll just I tell them
4: so about that. I'll tell you why it's so simple, okay? Because when God created man, right, he created him in his own image, right? Correct. When God created you, what did he see? He saw his image. Well, how is his image portrayed now? Through Jesus Christ, who is the glory of God, Psalm 19.1. I know I sound like I'm a I'm a trial lawyer, but the evidence is here. And it demands that we that we realize that the day and year of our birth was very significant. You were not stuck in the middle of the dark ages. We were called by God to be where we are now, according to our destiny. And so, you know, yeah, I tell you. So go to my website, lmci.org. And, cr- and click on Christological Astronomy. You won't get demonized. I swear. <laughs> no. Oh no. This no is it's oil.
1: no, it's safe. I'll attest to that. Okay. It's very safe.
4: <laughs> no, it's but anyhow, I've had it, whatever. But uh, if you're that squeamish, you wouldn't be on this program anyway. No. But mm. anyway, uh, and just go to the Christological Astronomy section. Click on the burst guy. You'll have to register on the website and. We won't sell your information to Iran, <laughs> you know, and uh, we'll send you and you can go on and you can do as many level ones as you want. And you'll love it because it will confirm so many things that you've thought about others or that you've known about yourself. And um, it's pretty neat stuff. And I, I, I'm just, how I'm just thankful to be in the game, but God, this is really cool stuff mm-hmm. that's, that's right. right. Man, I travel around the world teaching on healing and casting out demons so we could, have, could you have a prophetic word over me they don't want me to have a prophetic word over them anymore they want to know what the heaven says about mm-hmm. them and that's what they should want to know not it be run through my filter but what did God see when he called them let's cut through the mud the blood and the beer what did he see when he saw, when he created you? He saw the portion of Jesus that he predestinated you to be, and you will become that. That's incredible. You will I be- love become that.
3: That. You you know, uh, that. You know, Dale, uh, my testimony is, you know, I was born on April 11th, and 11th is all over my ministry. You know, just things like that, you know. And the other thing, too, I think there's also the same dynamic. You can find it in the Bible codes, too. I think our names are written in the heavens just as they are in the Bible codes. Because one guy did a search of my name in the Bible codes. And this was like 10 years ago or seven years ago. And it aligns with everything I do right now, right now, today. (laughs) I did not know I was going to be doing that stuff way back then, but I'm doing them today. You know, so, yeah, I think uh, even the word of God is uh, written where all of us, every single one of us on this panel, everybody listening, your name is in those codes. Oh yeah. All you gotta do is look for it, right, Dale? I believe it. And, uh, and that 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 website of yours, that's I'm gonna check that out. That's uh he's at LMCI dot L M is a mom, c is a cat I.org, right? Right. Okay Liberating Take Ministries Liberating there Ministries
4: Christ International All
3: right. Very good.
4: Hey, by the way, guys, I've got a Christological astronomy YouTube channel that is just beaming with great insight on all the comets that's been through here recently and the significance of them. But one of the things that really cries out to me, Bob, especially is, and I'm talking about Bob Barber here, I'm talking relative to your DVDs and stuff is justice. And the very first, the, 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 the most amazing celestial sign that I'm, Aware of it could possibly be it was not even the tetrad of 2015, but was the September 23rd, 2017 configuration and fulfillment of Revelation 12. Well, what I couldn't figure out was the bottom part of Revelation 12 is when Satan comes down knowing his time is short. I think that's what's going to happen this mm. coming September. Mm. And I'm not sure that there's a chronology that Revelation, that, that the Great Tribulation starts at Revelation 1 1. As a matter of fact, I don't think it does, hmm. but hmm. I, I, you know, that, but anyhow, something else too. just talking about this. And of course we've all are tribulation freaks, but you know, you know, hmm. it's Jesus is the one, he's the one that, that prevails to open the seals. He does it. The devil doesn't send those four horsemen.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. What's the deal
4: them? with this? Well, I think that the whole picture of the Great Tribulation, we need to remember that this is Almighty God, our Father, Abba Yahweh, purging the world for its unbelief and its audacious behavior and for rejecting his Son and cleaning up the world before he turns it over to Jesus to rule over it for a thousand years, he's going to kill a lot of the bad guys. Most of them.
3: Mm-hmm. Most
4: of them. So it's going to be a bloody, Hey, look, the thousand year reign with Jesus is not going to be bloodless. Yeah. It's going to be ruled with a rod of iron. And, and I'm just, but I, I believe firmly that in times is all about God cleaning up the world to get it ready for Jesus and the next kingdom.
3: Right, he has a purge of it. He gets basically as a demo of the world, a demolition, so that way he refurbishes it, and that way it's renovated for the Messiah to come. He prepares the world for the Messiah, and that's what's happening. And it's like when when somebody renovates your house, do you stay in the house while they renovate it? No, you move out. You come back when it's finished, right, Kevin? You know. Hey, uh, quick questioner, Dale. Um, I I find it very interesting that you talked about was it twenty forty one where you saw that accumulation 2040. 2040. Okay, I was looking up looking up some things. I think there's something significant about that sign, evidently, because the celestial signs and talking about you know it lays out things in the future. And like according to my my data shows that the uh, the thousand year millennial reign begins in twenty twenty nine. Okay, I could be wrong. Okay. That's okay. okay. What do you think about this, Dale? If that's the case, could that be a representation? You said all the planets are in the womb of Virgo. You said, yes. Sir. Okay. Um, I w- think of. Do me a favor, Greg. Pull up Second uh, Kings twenty-one one. Okay. Sure. Basically, way I see it is, if my if let's say if the my data is correct, okay and uh, he returns in 2028, 2029, he returns, okay? Then that would mean 12 years later would be the sign, but would be about this time when this sign takes place, which would be 12 years, which 12 is the number of government, which would be the first 12 years of the millennial reign, first 12 years of government in the millennial reign. That Maybe that's the reason why it's taking place. And here in this verse it says, Manessa was 12 years old, he was twelve years old when he began to reign, and reigned fifty and five years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hevesabah. Saying that name right. But the main thing I want to look at is, this is the youngest ruler in in Israeli history. All right, Manasseh was twelve years old. A representation of twelve number of government. You know, when they're all resurrected at the end and end of the tribulation, when all those people are resurrected, the tribulation saints, when they're resurrected. They're given new immortal bodies which means on the day when Jesus returns to the earth. When they resurrect, they all have the same birthday. And then tw- they'll be, all those people will be 12 years old by the time you see that sign, which means all in Christ, body of Christ, Israel, and the whole world as a whole, all in Christ by the time you see that sign. Maybe that sign in heaven might be pointing towards that as well. What do you think? I think if you're right, I'll buy you a beer after the tribulation. Amen. Probably be Amen. wine. I don't Amen. drink beer during the millennial reign, it would definitely be wine. Yeah. Okay. Wine well, too. hey. Don't give me that cheap stuff. D- don't, listen, <laughs>
4: don't, cut, don't cut Jesus short on the beer stuff either. I, I believe <laughs> Benjamin Franklin was right that God had beer and vinegar because he likes people. Uh,
0: boy, boy, you and Patty Heron would have gotten along really well. I
4: knew Patty. I knew Patty. Oh, well. ah,
0: okay. Well, now it makes a, sense. Uh, I was going
4: to training with Patty. <laughs>
0: All he right. Said, yeah, we've we've had him on uh the old uh the old radio show that we we had uh Cursed Net Breakthrough Radio back in 07, uh 08. But yeah. Um at least we
2: know whose nation's not going up for the Feast of Tabernacles uh, during the yeah. millennial room.
3: <laughs> Bob's
2: back having a having a beer and <laughs> he's not He'll he's not there. watching real quick. Come on, Bob, gotta get on. <laughs>
3: Hey, Dale. Um, I think uh, I told these guys before, I think you might have heard of one of my videos that in the world looking for the sign of the son of man in heaven. Do you, I, I, my, my uh, theory is the sign of the son of man is hef- in, that's coming in heaven in 2029 will be Apophis, a direct hit of the earth, and happen. Jesus will be the only one that will be able to stop that plant almost a planet sized comet from hitting the earth when the, when the false Christ and the false prophet. They couldn't do nothing to stop it. But Jesus will stop in front of the whole world, which will play its part in showing everybody on earth, hey, this is truly God in the flesh. He's here. This is the real Messiah. And at that point, every knee shall bow. You know. Well, here, here,
4: let me, let me throw this possibility into the mix, Bob. Okay. That is, and I asked the Lord about this, so you'll have to determine if I really heard from him or if it was just an echo in my mind. You know, yeah. like Simon, Simon Garfunkel singing about only the echo in my mind, or is that Neil Diamond? Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I said, Lord, what is Planet X about? Because He's told me, he said, there's nothing negative in the heavens. It's all about me.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I said, well, what is Planet X about? He goes, Planet X, the Christology of Planet X is my judgment. Wow. And he said, my judgment is purifying and cleansing. And it's not to be feared
3: if you are holy. Mm. Yeah. That speaks that speaks volumes. It
4: does, doesn't it? I mean, and so I have I recently did a teaching, just released it on um on Planet X. And then on uh, I did it in two parts, and the second part was be millennial minded, not tribulation focused. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely.
4: I mean, you know, every, everybody that's ever lived, nobody's gone through the tribulation yet. But if they were millennial-minded, they're in good shape because they prepare for the right thing, not the tribulation. All
3: right. So, and, and believers, nowadays, we are prepared with the indwelling Holy Spirit that indwells within us. That changes us at the day of the rapture resurrection, according to Romans 8, verses 10 and 11, where it changes us from the inside. That's a mechanism, a changing mechanism that's planted in all of us. If, that, if that's not in you nothing's changing you when that trumpet goes off folks but how do you come to that point though how do you receive the Holy Spirit you believe if Jesus has finished works at the cross for your salvation first Corinthians 15 1 through 4 right Ephesians 2 8 9 we are not saved by grace we, we are not we we are saved by grace through faith not of works lest any man should boast okay it's a gift of God okay so long as people out there, as long as you believe that it's Jesus' works alone that will save you. And your works has nothing to do with it. It's your faith that comes from your spirit. That's why your spirit gets sealed first, according to Ephesians 4.30. Faith comes from within. Okay? Jesus constantly makes uh, parallels about that, how faith comes from within. The water, the springs that come up from your, from your belly, from your spirit, from your core. Okay? It's all about your spirit right now, your flesh. And like you were saying before in the beginning, Dale, <laughs> we have all we all went down that road, man. <laughs> you know, even still to today, we're still fighting off our sins still. But our flesh, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And I deal with death every day because I'm getting older. You know, I almost dealt with it back in October last year, according to Bob, you know. We deal with death right now. We deal with sickness. Why? Because we sin. Our flesh has not been addressed yet. Our spirit has. That's why when we die, our spirit goes to heaven. And it's reserved in the heavens for the rapture resurrection event when they all come down, where everybody descends from heaven with a shot with Jesus because they will be coming with them to receive their bodies. Right, Kevin? We are talking about that. first Thessalonians 4, 16, 17. It's true. And then it's God calls nice us first. out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we are closed out. Those of us who are living, how does God take care of all of us that are saved under that same gospel that those who are getting resurrected? Well, if He ties up all the loose ends by changing all the living from mortal to immortality right there on the spot. 1 Corinthians 15 51 53. Okay. Mm. And then after that, we're gone. Amen. Mm. Amen. Shoot, I thought you were going to quote those
4: verses. I thought you were Jack Van Impey there, Bob. He can I can quote him, I can quote cool. him but I'll
3: be sitting there trying to make a good point for 20 minutes. <laughs> we all can
2: quote him. We've said him a hundred
3: times on this. Show. Yeah, you can't. Yeah.
2: But you know what? The key is, is that that, that that is going to happen one of these days, and that you don't want to be taken uh, by surprise by that, because if you're not changed and you're still here, uh, that door is closed at that point. You're, you you can't say the next day, okay, okay, no, I'm I'm good now, right? I'm gonna get changed today. No, that's not how it's gonna work. It's like it's like Thomas, right? Thomas uh, wasn't there. They told him that uh, Jesus came. He's like, no, no. What what did Thomas have to do? Did he go out and try and seek the Lord? Doesn't say that he did. But what what happened is that he had to wait a full week which is really interesting. It's a week that Thomas had to wait. And then Jesus came and, and showed himself to him. So Thomas was out of the loop there for a full week. I mean, you don't want to be out of the loop for this week. I mean, when we when we go up, Bob, there's going to be awesome stuff waiting for us up there, okay? During the tribulation, during that 70th week that's that on, on the earth here, all these things happening, possibly Friday the 13th of 2029 being a very, very bad day for this planet. Uh, you don't want to be here for that. I mean, the fact is, is that we're not going to have to miss, we're not going to have to miss anything in heaven. We're going to be able to go because we believe and we have faith in Jesus Christ. Not by anything that we've done in terms of our works. That we are saved. we're saved by grace, a free gift. So that gift is going to be given to us. And in that moment in that twinkling of an eye, we're going to be changed to immortal and we're going to, and we are going to rise. And I'm telling you, it's going to be the best feeling. And I know that a lot of people on your channel have had these dreams and visions of going up. You yourself have, and it's just, it's an amazing feeling, isn't it? And it's just like Hmm. all the cares of everything that is, that's here. And believe me, we all go through it every single day of the cares of the world, and we, and we try to separate ourselves from that as much as we possibly can, but we still live here. So one day we will not live here anymore, and I'm telling you, I cannot wait till to that, that feeling of just bye-bye, leave it behind. It's gone, and looking forward to eternity and what, what, what's set in store for us there. Right. Hey, Greg,
4: I'm wondering just uh off the cuff here <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I i've had people ask me do i believe in a pre-mid or post-trib rapture and of course this is one of the more dreaded questions that you get as a minister because you don't know how they you don't know what to say and so i've i've developed the theory that i'm i'm a pan-trib that an all pan all out pan out in the, the end <laughs> well, then, and i'll wait and see i'll declare you know after you know i've seen the cards on the table I don't know who well, that's fair enough
0: dale you know you're, you're playing it safe and uh
4: you know but i i thought about this the other day i was i was talking and one of my buddies is just has totally poo-pooed the pre-trib rapture right so i don't know i mean he might be right i mean i don't know i don't i don't really care I'm not threatened by that. I'm millennial minded. I'm not tribulation focused. I don't mm-hmm. care if I live or die as That's long the as key. I'm in the millennial yeah. kingdom. But That's the key.
2: Dale, there are so many people. there are so many people out there that profess themselves to be Christian and they may be be believers. But they actually bought and they do this, Bob, and you mentioned on your channel, they actively talk about how great it's gonna be to go through the tribulation. Like, they're looking forward to it. And the Bible says, what are you doing looking forward to the day of the Lord? The day of the Lord is a bad day. It's a day of clouds. It's not a good day. Don't look forward to the day of the Lord and the wrath. That is not where your mind should be. Like, I'm going to get into this tribulation, Bob, and I've got plans. I mean, (laughs) they're nuts. They are nuts. That's exactly what (laughs) Annette says here. They're nuts. Really? And you look at it, and you're like, what? How about being like heavenly minded? How about how about you know this is not our our final destination? How about do not be uh, conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to Christ Jesus. How about those things? How about heavenly minded stuff? How about blessed hope? How about the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Do not look forward to the antichrist. Don't don't look forward to that period of time. Mhm. You don't want to be here for that. You, you, I mean, and listen, I don't, the Bible doesn't say there's a prerequisite in order to be, um, you know, uh, caught up together with them and the, uh, with the dead in Christ, that we who are alive and those who believed in a pre trib rapture. It doesn't say that. Okay. Yes, but, but I'll, I'll tell you, I've said this before. If you wish for something like, I want to go and I want to go up against the Antichrist. You got to be careful because God just may well do that for you. Because there have been many instances in the past where God has given people what they want, even if it wasn't good for them. Well, that's what
4: I was telling people about. So, okay, why don't you maybe you get what you believe for in the rapture theory so that then everybody converted to pre-trib rapture again, you know. You well, yeah, man, let's, 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 a party. let's go to the party rather than going to a fist fight. So the best place to
2: be, isn't it?
4: You know,
3: you remember, guys, I talked about last week where uh, I talked about the harvest of the barley and the wheat. You know, the wheat and barley look the same. They grow together, but when they mature, they look different. You mm-hmm. know, and the barley has a nice, soft shell. We are accepting of the Lord. You know, we're not hard-nosed, okay? All right. We believe in a we believe in the rapture resurrection event. Well, you know, like I said before, when they when they harvest the barley, how do they do it? First of all, the barley is thrown up into the air. The wind hits it, blows the chaff, which represents our sin, okay, and it cleans the barley. Well, of course, the wind meaning ruach, ruach hakodesh, the Holy Spirit, wind, okay. And thing is, the chaff is caught up into the air. The chaff has to go into the air and get changed before it's harvested now what happens to the wheat it stays on the ground stays here on earth left behind it goes underneath a tribulum board all right that one man stands on the antichrist that's pulled by a beast a bull ox the beast system powered by the beast and they get crushed wheat gets crushed the hard shell gets crushed now you're talking about these folks. I want to go against the Antichrist. I'm gonna show them what I'm made of. You know, if the Bible says specifically in the book of Revelation that he will overcome the saints. Yeah, he overcomes the saints. Yeah. If he will overcome, he will overcome you completely. There it is. Craig's right on it. Look at this. Craig's like, fine. Yeah. You will the, the Antichrist is gonna railroad you. Yeah. You're gonna be a joke. Yeah. No, it won't even be the Antichrist. He'll send some low life to take <laughs> care of you. He'll never know who you are. Okay, so, You know, you know, I like what. Uh, I like There's not going to be that,
0: that many God. people yeah. left to rapture at the end, if that's the case. We'll just put. It yeah, down. seriously. <laughs> that that alone kind of kind of
2: that that takes care of the post trip pretty much. Yeah, it's like either way. I mean, right. we'll look, at, look at the wrath comes before Christ returns again, right? To 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 rule and reign. Uh, so we are not uh, prescribed to wrath. And the, and the Antichrist has the authority to overcome them. They'll overcome the saints. So who's left, Greg? <laughs> well, who, who's the we who were alive and remain uh, at, at that point? Uh, doesn't, doesn't feel like yeah. that there is uh, too many of those. So yeah, it, and, and, and also the, the mid-trib thing, it just doesn't, it's like, where do you draw the line of where the, the persecuted ones, and Bob, you've mentioned this a bunch of times, What about the ones who are calling for the, uh, the avenging of the blood of of those who are martyred? Uh, That's different than what we call out for, isn't it? So when does that line get crossed? I mean, you cannot have the one before the other. You can't, we cannot say, you know, when are you going to do this? Oh, your fellow brethren must be killed for a uh, first, another season. That has to happen after the rapture. That's why the fifth seal is, is there after the rapture. It it just, it just makes so much sense. We believe
0: the you know, time of, time of Jacob's trouble is just that—the time of Jacob's trouble. It's, it's right. specifically yeah. for
2: exactly. Yeah. I mean, when 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 the but, Ezekiel war happens, God's like, "These are my people, Israel." I mean, it's not—he's not saying these are the believers of, of of Jesus. You know, he's saying this is my people, Israel, and Israel needs to go through a spiritual rebirth. And they ultimately, and and one other thing Bob mentions very just amazingly this week and last week as well, which is, hey, those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Why would you need to flee if you have all kinds of protection for the first time in what, 60, 65 years, 66 years, 65 years? They don't have protection now in Judea.
3: No, no. And you know, I love what you say there we said there Kevin um you know, I did this video a long time ago about the multitudes study of the multitudes, and there are three different multitudes mentioned in the book of revelation revelation five nine there's a multitude in heaven that are, obser- that are uh, observing the opening of the seven seals, and then there's a multitude that's that's the oh, that's a multitude that's before god's throne and mm-hmm. then there's a multitude that gathers under the altar right. during those seals mm-hmm. Martyrs. Yeah, and that happens during the first three and a half years because that's where the the, the the four horsemen come in, horse of war, famine, everything, death. Okay, they help fill that place under the altar with all the deaths. Okay, mm-hmm. and then they're crying out, revenge our blood, revenge our blood. Like you said, the Bible says, yeah, wait for this certain number to be complete. And then right. once the number is complete, then I will avenge your blood. And then what happens? At three and a half years in, it's done. And then the seventh seal is open three and a half years in, going for the second three and a half years. And that's mm-hmm. when God avenges the blood of those who were killed during the first three and a half years, those under the altar. But we go back to Revelation, and that's Revelation 6, 9. But go right. back one chapter earlier, 5, 9. Who's those people standing before the throne? They're the, the ones, ones came who out came out of the great tribulation. tribulation. Yeah, it's the body of Christ that got raptured before the tribulation began. That's mm. the crowd standing before the... The throne, watching the seven seals get open, watching those people dying and gathering. Ah, uh, yes, in 5 9.
2: Correct. <laughs> you know what I'm
3: saying? Yep. And then, of course, 7 9, you have a gathering of both of those multitudes together exactly. at the end. So,
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, chapter finalized. 6 are
2: those, it says, you know, who's this great multitude? Uh, it says later on, who's this great multitude? Well, they're the ones who came out of the Great Tribulation. And before that, though, is was when pe- think people are witnessing um, the the opening of the seals. Well, those people are us. And then after that, in seven nine here, you've got a great multitude, um, and they're clothed in white robes. And guess what? They're resurrected, and they rule and reign as priests and 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 uh, rulers at the in the millennium. So they're they're resurrected just prior to the millennium is exactly what it, what it says. I think it's in Revelation 19 or 20 that it says that. So there are different groups of people that get resurrected at different times for different purposes, and they're calling out different things, and they're singing different songs. And they're doing all kinds of different things. People like to lump all these groups into one, but, in fact, um, it's it, it, people are, are, are martyred, and they go through different things during different periods of time.
3: Yeah, and when that know, right. crowd Revel- yeah. revelation five nine, what they say? you have was what it what's that narrative going on there? It's saying we you have redeemed us from the earth, right? Hooray! You have redeemed us, Lord. That's I'm what not we're going to be, be saying. To hey, when are you going to avenge my blood? No. No. Bob, you weren't killed. You were raptured. Yeah. No. no, you got nothing Here. to complain about, all Bob. Right. So you, you don't have to we, avenge my blood. But right. is that, who's calling for the avenging of their blood? All those getting killed in the first three and a half years of the semi- tribulation. Right. And then their blood, blood gets avenged when God opens the first four when God uh, lets loose the first four trumpets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, guys, I want to
0: get back to doc- I want to get back to Dr. Dale while well, we have five more minutes sure. left. I I you know, listen, we can we have we have plenty of uptimes that you can go to that we are talking about the same thing. <laughs> so yeah, but we while we have our that. guest on, um I'm going to say that uh Dr. Dale, even for those people who may not even believe in uh, pre-trib rapture, people who are a pan-trib, as you stated, listen, there's no guarantee for tomorrow, right? For either, either any one of us, right? We've gone over this too. It doesn't mean that we're going to be making it up to that point too. There, you know, there are people who will come on here and, and see this and be waiting for the rapture. And yet it might be too late. You don't want it to be too late to come to Christ. None of us want you, you know, we want you to know the Lord. You know, we don't want you being focused on so much the rapture. We don't want you, you know, this is the things we've discussed on this, uh, on this broadcast. But the main thing is keeping the main thing, the main thing. Jesus Christ, right? And what he's done for us on that cross at Calvary. Exactly. Yeah. We, we, we might not, That person who's listening or watches on a recording may not have the next day to see a rapture take place. Don't forget that, folks. Don't forget that. That's why this is so crucial that you get to know the Lord today. Make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior.
4: You know, also, Greg, we've had a real cheap grace preached to the church. And one of the things that God wants is God wants a holy sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto him. And I've lived my life before in sin. And I know that sin hardens your heart. And there's a deceitfulness of sin that is the lies that's wrapped with it that causes you to rationalize to continue to keep doing it. Well, you know what? the only word usage is that she used three times in a row is holy, holy, holy in the Bible. And I would just, I would beg you in the name of Jesus for your sake, for the sake of your soul, it's, et cetera. But to press into holiness, this is, this is what we need to preach. And, um, you know, you, you don't have holiness unless you have the fear of God. That's right. And I, I was asked by a young man in India a number of years ago what I thought the number one problem in America was, and I said it's the lack of the fear of God. He said, well, what do you think is the solution? I said, I don't want to tell you. He said, tell me anyway. I said, well, if there's a solution to America, I think it's the failure of the power grid where we'll all lose all of our creature comforts and find out what's really important to us. I'm not saying that prophetically. I'm just saying that relative to um, understanding where we are, what we've got to go through, how we're living. I had a 26-year-old man call me on the phone today. I just wept at the depth of his commitment, his love for Jesus Christ. I'm just going, oh, God, thank you, Lord, that there's people like that still around here. So, Amen. And I'm thankful for that too. So, I mm-hmm. uh, thank you guys for allowing me to unpack my goods tonight. And incidentally, um, for everybody that's listening and you guys as well, go to the LMCI website. There it is, in the lower thirds, and go to the Christological Astronomy section. Click on Burst Guide. There's also Do it. data there. Do it. <laughs> it's, it's really really good. Yeah. Uh, you'll see. It's it's fun. And it was written to be evangelical. It's not written to take your money. They want your money yeah. anymore. They want your hat,
1: <laughs> Kevin. Ah, uh, you don't want Kevin's hat. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, it's been great having you, Dale. Thanks for taking yes. the time to join us tonight.
0: Thank you I so much. It, what a blessing.
1: Yeah. Wow. Amen. privilege to with brother.
4: Thank you guys so much. Thank
0: you. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Lord willing, we will see you back next week, next Tuesday. And uh, we thank all of you for joining, participating. Um, God bless you all. And uh, keep looking up. Lord be with you. In Jesus' name.